Hello and welcome to Journey Through the Decacast, a common writer retrospective through the lens of decade, where I am Shen Garrett. I'm Evan. I'm Chris, and this week we're done with Kiva, yay! That's, don't lie That's to That's a lie. Like that. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're done in the sense of being done with the show's bullshit. That's a we lie. We're not done in the sense of not having to continue to watch it. Yeah, it's, man. <laughs> So are, are you all ready for uh hello woman your mission is to get married. What you don't want to get married? I'm sorry, that's not your decision. Let me just put this ring on your finger to let you know that you are being married. Uh, uh, yeah, Atoya continue is like That's still Jiro, but okay. Be- no, I I meant Atoya. Did you though? Also. Yes, I did. I'm not getting people mixed up, Garrett. Stop telling me I am. You've been getting people mixed up all night so far. No, I'm not. I mean, you have, but that's okay. Okay. I forgive you. I reject your reality and substitute my own where I'm right about things. Okay. As long as you know that's not the correct reality. Okay. But yeah, uh, Atoya and Jiro are both continuing to be real, real, really, really bad in all of the sequences set in the past. I disagree that Toya's bad. Really? I, I think he's pretty shitty still. He's a... Uh... In terms of shittiness, he is fine next to Jiro. Uh, Every... I mean, I still think he, feel, he feels like he's entitled to an awful lot from other people. A little bit, yeah. He's, um... Toya is did... fine as long as he fails. As soon as right. Toya starts succeeding... It's bad. Uh, but in, uh, ignore that. We do get some fun scenes with uh, Frankenboy in the past. I, I kind of like him. Yeah, Ricky is pretty cool. I, like I liked him. him until he was just killing people. Then I was less into it. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, though. <sighs> I, I mean, no. I mean, so, it depends. Like, when they did the sex joke, it wasn't funny. Because I'm like, of course you did that, Kiva. Of course you did that. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Mm, I ate her. (laughs) I hate it. Maybe my standards are just really lowered, but I actually thought that was funny. And then Atoya was like, hey, nice. (laughs) That was a good line. Atoya's line was pretty good. Yeah, that got a chuckle out of me. But uh, yeah, let's actually talk about this and get through this. Cause, all right, let's actually talk about this. The first episode is episode twenty-one, Rhapsody. The fate of the Gring. Sorry, I was trying to think of what the that one RPG was called, so I could have called it that instead, but I forgot. I have no idea. Uh, Rhapsody, a musical adventure RPG or something. Oh right, the one with Frederick Chopin in it. Yeah. The one where you're in, like, Frederick Chopin's, like, dying cancer dream or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. I've never played it. Yeah. Eternal Sonata. That's what it is. That's a different game. That's that's the one with Frederick Chopin that I'm thinking oh. of. Okay. Anyway, but... Ra- for... Rhapsody, a musical adventure, is a game for the PlayStation 1. Okay, you can Music stop Japan reading that. has the puppet princess of Marl Kingdom. Chris. 
I know uh-huh. we'd love to do anything to Diva, but... <laughs> it's made by Nippon Ichi Software, who would go on to develop Disgaea. So episode 21 opens uh, with it, Kivat telling us about on. dating It's still parties. called Rhapsody, The Fate of the Ring. I, I, we got there. Yeah, that's the what the title's called. The Fate of the Ring called. is a cool, ti- a cool title. They should put it on a good show. I don't know. <laughs> they should put That'd it on a nice. good show. Uh... So, so yeah, yeah it, we we discussed that we wanted to try to get through this at a bit of a more so of a pace because this is Kiva. And yeah, we're just it's just continuously kind of like yeah, all right, all right. We're not done with it, but we're done with it. Right. <laughs> also, maybe to just keep things moving along. So, how do we want to do this? Do we just want to like summary it real quick and then talk about specifics, or yeah, we can just do the overall plot beats. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Maybe don't go back and hit every detail unless it's, like, really important. Yeah, I mean, I figure, like, we can just hit, like, the plot beats real quick in a sort of synopsis, and then we can we can circle back around for any details that like, we need. Well, that That'll sure work. sucked. Or that sucked a little less than usual. Well, that sure uh... sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, basic story, basic setup of this episode is... Is dating. Uh... Yeah, is dating right? It's, yeah, uh, uh, speed dating is the motif for episode twenty-one. Kivat starts telling Kivat starts the episode by telling us that uh, Golkan dating party is short for Godu Kampa Combination Company, and it became popular with students in the nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties. Oh, there's some pretty intense eighties fashion in this episode. Oh yeah, there is fashion's good. Uh, I do kind of like that actually. Uh, but the opening scene of this episode, set in the present, uh, is, um, our Kengo has been corrupted. They've corrupted my sweet rock boy with Nago, the fucking worst, and I hate it. Yeah, it's basically, both in the past and the future, it's, hey, let's go to dating parties. Did you guys just forget about the Atoya Yuri date at the beginning with the, with the Naruto's in his eyes? Oh, I did forget about that, yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's like, apparently she's still she's stu- still swooning over him from when he was patronizing to her last episode. Yeah. Kind of. And basically just getting her to laugh with dumb vocal, basically being silly with her. Uh, the one part of it I liked is Ricky has a hard time talking, which is kind of funny. Well, yeah, because, you know, Frankenstein is bad at words. He he's he's the Hulk analog, right? He is basically the Hulk. But then, but then our our sweet boy Kengo is is ruined. So, uh, basically, this intro sequence is Kengo. Well, it's after the credits. It's the the first scene in the future. Uh, Kengo has decided that he wants to apprentice to Nago because, like, Kiva's cool, but you're even cooler. You're super awesome. Uh, Nago just... says, that's stupid and lame. I am not going to teach you anything because uh, you're not good enough for me because I'm a dickhead. Uh, also, what would you even pay me with? Kengo is like, why don't I set up a dating party as your payment for, for teaching me stuff? Yeah. And Wataru is, of course, being a good friend for Kengo and is trying to get him help as well. But yeah, then we set right. up a dating party. 
Uh, I do also like that Kengo keeps trying to give Nago's shoulder rubs in these episodes. <laughs> Nago's like, like S- stop it! I don't like having my shoulders rubbed. My shoulders don't are already me. perfect and don't need any my, massaging done to them. My shoulders do not get stiff. It's like, eh, that's kind of funny. Okay, uh, so, back in the past, uh, Jiro and Yuri are talking. Jiro forces uh, an engagement ring on Yuri's finger and says, I'm marrying you, you don't get any say, okay, bye. <laughs> that, that's it's what happens. It's weird because he, he pulls out a ring, he, uh, shows it to her, and is like, will you marry me? And she's like, uh... Uh... And he's like, that's fine, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not hurt by that at all. Um, I'm just gonna give you this ring. I'm gonna shove it on your ring finger, whether you like it or not. Which, like, I think that's probably a bad idea. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, don't do that. The, the fact that he is just trying to uh, just power, just just power through the most uncomfortable possible social situation of having your marriage proposal turned down well, is it's, like hilarious and pathetic at the same time. It's the thing of he's like. He got the ring on her, and then he's immediately like, all right, cool, yeah, she's gonna marry me. Time to go fucking brag. Yeah, well, and you see, and f- that ring is, it, it It binds them by fate, because since the first moment they've laid eyes on each other, their destinies have been entwined. Right, he says that, and uh, Yuri's like, uh, sure. Yeah. And he also t- says that, oh yeah, no, I already talked to Shima about it, and he said it's okay. Apparently, Which is super fucking weird. Yeah, apparently your boss get ladies. If you work somewhere, your boss gets to decide who you marry. Yeah, if you're gonna marry a coworker, make sure and ask your boss for permission. What? What the fuck? But yeah, so all this is going down, and Atoyos, of course, comes and tries and talking to uh, Yuri. He's like, "Hey, why are you marrying her? He's a monster." <laughs> right. I do like her thing of. Come on, dude. I have actual shit to worry about. Why are you doing this? I, I do kind of like how there's a bit in here where Jiro slow claps for uh, Toya's uh, violin playing. Yeah. yeah, sarcastic slow claps. Just always fun. Yeah. But, uh, so then Yuri goes and talks to a lady friend that she has that has never come up before, I don't think. Apparently she has one woman friend. Uh, and it's like, and this girl's like, oh, well, what type, oh, you're gonna get married? Oh, that's great. I'm a stereotype. Oh, it's gonna be so good. What type of man are you marrying? And then Jiro (laughs) slinks out of the shadows. This man. Uh, Again, a super uncomfortable social situation of Yuri being like, yeah, I got proposed to by a guy, um, yeah, he's a guy, I, uh... And she's like, awesome, that sounds great. You seem super enthusiastic about it, I'm getting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you definitely seem like you're enthusiastic about this. Anyway, this friend's tell me reaction. how to get married. Yeah, this friend's reaction to Jiro slinking out of the shadows like a creep is, oh man, he's cool. Yuri, let's have a dating party so you can get me married too. What? Who the fuck is this chick? What? What the ma- What? Also, is she chronically unable to pick up on social cues, or is that just uh, in this one situation? Who knows? Uh, the show doesn't. 
that's who. Yeah. But effectively, we get in the past and future, everybody, all the main characters are going to a dating party. Um, Nago gets uh, kind of tricked into going by Kengo, going, man, I guess it's too much for him. Well, and at Nago, first he's all weird about it, because he's like, premarital sex is immoral! I'm like, okay, bud? But, you know, hey. Uh, it's Nago, so I expect that sort of stupidness from yeah. him. Nago is the worst, quote-unquote. Right. Is uh, I kind of got the impression worst. that he was, uh, the reason he agrees to do it is because Megumi says that she'll do it. I, I hate that. I hate that theory and everything about it. Really? Because I, I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. I hate oh, any Chris, dynamic think, that they Chris, have together. I think you're right. They didn't. They didn't fuck. attribute it well, but I think you're right. No, God, fuck. I hate this. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, Nago is being Sundere for Megumi in the sequence, and I fucking uh, hate yeah. this. Yeah, because uh-huh. she fought alongside him in his. She fought alongside mm-hmm. him in her proper place, so now he's uh-huh. totally for her. Yep, she's properly subservient now, so he's okay. Now. Do you know who's great? Yeah. Unnamed girl who hits on Nago and Nago totally doesn't like. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, we we get we get we get the dating party next right after we go. Oh, here's the fangire for this episode. He's a yeah. weird, creepy thing. He's like a vaguely effeminate guy who runs a dress shop. Okay, that and yellow then, jacket was pretty dope, though. It is the clothes he sells are pretty awesome, actually. Uh, Garrett, I have not checked the wiki. Is this guy a chameleon? I'm guessing. I don't know. I didn't look either. I assume so. And if like it was out of the front enough where I could have guessed, it's probably correct. Okay. Yeah. He has weird bulgy eyes, and he also has camouflage. So I'm yes. assuming chameleon. And he can climb on walls. Right. He doesn't have a sticky tongue, but you know, two out of three. Ain't yeah, I-, I confirmed it. It's chameleon. Okay. So we get our dating parties now. They're bad. And, uh, yeah, uh, they're bad. I, I think we don't, we didn't mention that Wataru was going to the one in the future, which is, uh, yeah, promises which... some, some funny stuff, but yeah. Wataru got dragged along, of course. And I, Th- I love- Things I didn't want Kiva to tell me, but they told me anyway. Wataru's kinks. Yeah, it's- Wait, it's... wait, which, which bit do you mean? Okay, so, during the, uh, future dating party, or it's very obvious that Oh my, Nago, that's his name. I forgot his name for a half second and I was happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that must have been like the the happiest you've been in a while. Nago is uh, very obviously doesn't want to be there. Wataru is very obviously shy. And Kengo is flirting with everything that's walking within distance. Yeah, Wataru is uncomfortable enough with the situation that he's like back to episode one Wataru. No, yeah. he, is, uh, he is not like episode one Wataru. He is not that bad. Okay, well, close. And... Basically, Megumi has brought two other women who... Wait, was it Megumi that did that? I thought Kengo did that. Was it Kengo or Megumi? I don't know. I don't know who invited them, but basically it's like one of these other women is like, oh yeah, no, Wataru is a cute little shy boy. He just he just wants a, <laughs> he just wants an older sister type to order him around. And, and uh, Wataru's and response Wataru's is... And then like, yup. Yeah, that's kind of hot. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, good on you, Wataru. Glad you know what you want. And there is good the, taste there. the other woman that's not Megumi is like, oh my god, Nago is the hottest thing ever. Oh, holy shit. She thinks Nago is super sexy because Step she's on the me, worst daddy. character. 
like she she has the same reaction to nago of like fucking in naruto the child the the like prepubescent girls had towards sasuke he's so dark and brooding oh my god he's so hot they're similar characters not that you mentioned it. they are they're both irredeemable shitheads <laughs> i i think sasuke actually had a bit more depth to him than nago does he's still yeah. they're, they're they are still both irredeemable but that is an entire subject i'm just gonna toss to the side because that is an hour-long rant i have yeah, if only if only this other girl stayed around to just be Nago's girl Nago's girlfriend and maybe get some fucking sense and nice. less shittiness into him. And put, uh, put some distance between him and Mag- and Megumi. There is also the waitress who is Adorable. Na- who is female Wataru type of shy character. That uh, is basically. that is how I described her to Evan. That is and you were not wrong. And then yeah. I I, be, I had to clarify too, because I'm like not that they actually just made a female Wataru, because after I said the sentence, I'm like, wait, that is not <laughs> something I would not think the show would try at some point. Yeah, I suppose that could happen. But no, she's just, like, adorkably awkward. Yeah. Clearly not well suited to a waitress position. Uh, then we have the past dating party, where Jiro has brought along as a third Ricky, who is the Franken, and he is just... Really, it was the best this. choice that could have been Yeah, made. it was the best choice, because every everyone is having this night, you know, Jiro and Atoya are having a dick-measuring contest, and just basically fucking with each other. Uh, there is... They keep beating each other up under the table. One of the women knew Atoya in elementary school, and they start getting along. And then there's the one woman that goes with Ricky, and Ricky has just kind of been in the back eating shit. Like, at the beginning... He's drinking wine, and then he tries to bite the wine glass, and then he tries to bite the t- <laughs> he tries to bite the plate, and he, he's just like, "I gotta eat everything, like, everything. I gotta eat it." There is kind of a funny sequence in here where uh, Atoya is like, "Yuri definitely isn't engaged," and the guy and Jiro really sarcastically holds up the the uh, Yuri's hand. It's like, "Oh, what's this? What's this, dumbass?" That was kind of funny. And then also during this, apparently one of the other girls, the one that doesn't die, is like, wait, I know you, Atoya. We went to yeah. kindergarten together. We were in kindergarten, and, prom- and Atoya's like, oh yeah, you promised you'd kiss me. It's time to pay up, girl. So what we've learned is Atoya hasn't changed since kindergarten. Right. He's been like this for a long time. You can and, almost uh, say forever. Yeah. Um, or as Drew would say, one, two, three, four, ever. <laughs> that was him, right? Yeah, he yeah, should think that's a cool line. And uh, we all, it, it's the other shit that happens in the past is Yuri starts getting jealous of both Atoya and Jiro. Yeah, what the right? fuck? She clearly wants to fuck both of them, and I'm like, there's a very easy solution to this. You can just say that, lady. Yeah, just say, nah, what? <laughs> Hey, come on, let's both all have some fun. You can just fight over me. <laughs> uh, in the future, um, the hottest one of the ladies who shows up is like, Wataru, you're kind of adorable. Um, I wouldn't mind having you be my kept man. <laughs> and of course, it keeps getting interrupted, but like all the fun keeps getting interrupted by the waitress from the beginning. There's no fun. 
who 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 keeps messing up and making mistakes. And Naga right. keeps she being an asshole about it. Yeah. Nago yeah. keeps being that fucking customer who acts as if, oh, you're you are serving me, therefore you are my slave. Yeah, I, I was definitely wondering at this point, like, okay, did they design Nago specifically to piss me, Christopher Hughes, living in the year 2020 <laughs> right now? Did they design him to piss me off? Because I fucking hate the sort of person who is addicted to waitstaff. Like if they mess something up at a restaurant. So like, uh, uh, Nago's the worst. It is. He's, he's the worst. Uh, and then like he, he complains to the manager at some point because like s- some fruit spilled on him or whatever. She yeah, yeah. The girl tripped and spilled on him. Uh, Nago. Uh, his family name is Karen. I guess. That's nice. I don't care. I uh, don't get that so reference. back in the past. We have more dick measuring going on while Franken is eating stuff in the past. Or Franken is eating stuff in the back as Yuri is jealous over the two of them. And one of, and one of the other girls looks over <laughs> at Ricky and goes, Hey, you seem like the most normal one out of this group. You want to get out of here? And, and then Ricky's Ricky opens response. his mouth, is like, You will bear my child? <laughs> yeah, he's like, Yeah, hey girl, you want some babies? <laughs> Uh, this is immediately after he like holds up an anchovy and tries to drop it into his mouth and misses. And and the girl, the woman, of course, goes, "You're all fucking weird. I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah, and what just the hell, leaves. Man? And Ricky, uh, of course, starts it, eating her food off her plate, and then eats it seemed her. Like you guys were upset with my assertion that this was not as bad as episode twenty, but I genuinely thought that the like horrible dates they go on were pretty comical. Like, yeah, it's just, I think it's resi- residual frustration and knowing where it goes. I think it's just Nago. Right. Yeah, Nago is the worst. Uh, Toyn is also gradually getting there, which I did not expect. I thought I was going to be okay with him. Uh, yeah, Riki basically uh, accosts the woman before she leaves and says, Itadakimasu. And she's, of course, like, what? And then he gets an outline of his monster form. It cuts back to the table. And he comes back, and his clothes are disheveled. They're like, "Where's Where's the other friend?" He boned he's down. Like, I ate her, and a little. I ate her, and it's the youth. There's a Japanese euphemism of sex is to I ate someone. So everyone assumes they're like, "Oh yeah, I just went and slept with her, and now I'm gonna leave." Bye. Yeah, the the one woman who is not who is not a character we knew already is like already damn. <laughs> and then Artoya's just like nice. He said, yeah, it's like, good job. <laughs> and uh, the, the childhood friend is starting to get up cozy with Atoya, the one that he knew in kindergarten. And we'll we'll figure out why later, because it's kind of fun. But yeah, they're just doing, man, they're so fucking all this stupid masculine bullshit. Uh, in the future, they're going to try and play the king game right up until Nago says, oh, God, the king game. I'm me. the only one dedicated God. to be the king. The king says, don't play this stupid fucking game. Sits down yeah. and broods. And the he, girl he's like, across from He's him. like the guy at a party who's like, oh, we're playing werewolf. I'm the werewolf. No, this game's stupid. Yeah, and I I do like that the girl across from him immediately stands up. It's like, oh my god, you're so fucking hot. Oh, this is the best. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, Can't there be more of her? What sort of man is this appealing to this lady? I don't care. I just want Nago to have bad things happen to him 
Someone should really shoot his ass. Uh, then, uh, the girl basically <laughs> gets... The waitress. The waitress trips, spills stuff, gets yelled at by her manager, runs off. And then we get reminded, oh, hey, guys, you remember there's, there are fangires in this show? Here, look at this guy <laughs> kill this lady and then be fought by Ricky, who is, this is where we learn that his name is Ricky. He's neat. Frankenmonster's cool. He has kind of a badass transformation sequence where he, like, yells and tears off his shirt. He tears off his uh, jacket, tra- right. slaps his chest and transforms, and then yeah. he gets a cool fight where it's just like, I am the punch man. You can do nothing, <laughs> and so I punch. You're yeah. not wrong. But I-, I was definitely wondering, like, okay, so how did the Fangires eliminate the rest of his race? How did what now? The the Fang he's ostensibly the last of his monster race, right? So the Fangires killed the rest of them. That was like maybe they yes. maybe they killed them pre transformation. I guess yeah. I mean maybe they're all not as good as him. That's also yeah. Maybe true. he's just the badass one. The the chameleon Fangire goes invisible, runs off, and then we get to see how Ricky eats women, which is just absorbing their bioelectric energy or something? Yeah, he like yells at the sky and he they their souls like go into his mouth. Thought it was electricity, but yeah. maybe their soul. You know, like Frankenstein's monster, the story. Yeah. <laughs> uh then There's a scene in here of the waitress getting yelled at by her manager, which is super uncomfortable and I hate that. Yeah. Cause then she runs off and we get to see Oh hey look, here's a toy Aren't these two cute? Aren't these two very similar? Aren't they cute together? Aren't they such a good relationship? I think All you right, meant to say Jiro. Let's go fight the Fangires now. N- no, this is Wataru. Oh. Yeah, that's Wataru. Oh, that part. My bad. Yeah, where he meets the waitress and they they buy cold tofu. Yeah, because they're forced right. into it because they because they both have subscribed to five newspapers. Right. Yeah. They have a hard time turning down when people try to sell them. Uh. Then we get back to the Fangire attacking another lady. But, oh, hey, here comes Nago. He drives up. He's wearing gloves now. He's on the bike. He does the cool transformation. Pull out the gun. He do the fire. And the chameleon's just like, nah, fuck this, and runs away. Okay, so so I know <laughs> Nago's, like, the worst and everything, but I don't hate those gloves. No, no. Like, his, he's got some good, like, his outfit right now is real good. It's, I hate yeah. Nago as a character, but his outfit is very good. The jeans, black vest, and black leather gloves are very Final Fantasy fifteen in a fun way. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just Nago sucks and can't aim. Yep. Right. Yeah. Because the Fangar runs away into the forest. Garrett, do you do you know if this shrine, the shrine in this scene, is the same shrine from that de- the decade oh, episode? Oh shit! Is it? Oh, it might maybe. Be. It looks pretty similar. I legit thought you were gonna go. Hey, Garrett, did you know Kivo is based off of a bat? <laughs> no, I hadn't gotten to that yet. I was also, yeah. I was about to be like, did you know that bats can hang upside down from things? Hey, we Chris, did again, you know what... It's been a few episodes and you might have forgotten. Do you know what bats also do, though? Use, uh, you know, use, like, sound waves and shit to see cloaked things. Right, right. Which is a power that Kiva does not have. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. doesn't do that. But he does hang upside down so, real good. Chameleon is running away through the forest. Kiva does his stupid bat shit. Flops down from a tree. Punches him. It's like, oh, I'm gonna do my special finisher. And the chameleon just disappears. And yeah. Kiva misses. 
Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Also, one of like the weird things that happens that I'm kind of into is like it doesn't explain how he ditches Mio. No, he just like leaves. Right. <laughs> yeah, just uh, cut. You know, maybe it's an hour later. Maybe it's three months later. You know, we have no idea. <laughs> God, I love the uh, idea of it being three months later. <laughs> and the episode just kind of trails off. Yeah, the episode ends with us going back in the past, and we have the woman for, that Otoya knew in kindergarten oh, wait, going. Hang on, hang on. I gotta, I gotta see what episode twenty-two is first. Well, we're, we're not finished. With, we gotta do finish up twenty-one. Oh, I thought you started twenty-two. I got confused. <laughs> no, I'm finishing up in twenty-one, where we have the woman that Otoya knew in kindergarten going. So, you did everything I wanted in kindergarten, right? <laughs> so, hey. If you do some things for me, I'll give you a kiss. And Natoya is like, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I am down for being exploited. And, and then yes. Jiro is like pulls Yuri into the scene in the back. He's like, hey, you see that? Isn't love a beautiful thing? Isn't just like us be- yeah, who are getting married. Get married. Isn't that great? It'd just be like that. Love. Yeah, that's great. His actual light is something like, it looks like the couples are formed. I'm like, thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jiro uh, was, like, fun when they introduced him, and he's just become gradually less fun over time. The 80s sucked. I don't like the 80s. The 80s have a cool aesthetic. That's about it. <laughs> it's the 80s. Do a it's lot of coke and vote for Ronald Reagan. How about don't vote for Ronald Reagan? It, no, it's, have you ever seen Mystery Science Theater 3000 Hobgoblins? Nope. It's like one of the best episodes. I think it's on Netflix. You should totally watch it. I think the only uh, mystery science theater I've actually seen all the way through is Manos, The Hand of Fate. Oh, that is a good one. That is a fantastic one. They have several really strong episodes in the collection on Netflix, if you have access to it. Strong recommend on Hobgoblins. Alright. Let's get back into this (laughs) fucking sexist piece of shit, Kiva. Do we have to... Yeah, so episode 22 opens with Jesus. Opens with a Christian marriage between Yuri and Jiro. Oh yeah, episode 22 is called Overture, Fateful Intersection. Uh, yeah, and I was definitely wondering, like, okay, so Jiro's motif is he wears black all the time? Why the hell does he wear white to his wedding? It's the one time when it's appropriate to wear black. Also... Uh, yeah, this- also, real quick, I need to mention the super downer note that the wiki says. But no, the wiki says this is the last appearance of Kiva's Doga form, which is the best but, form. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's sad. I'm glad we got to see it twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You said we're not going to see his dogpile form again. Oh yeah, so. no, that's gone. That, that I mean, I guess that like shows up in like the weird, like showing the power-ups one-off thing, but we don't Those count that. Those don't count as real episodes. I know, that's why I didn't count it. Uh, so this intro is basically just Yuri having her dream of getting married and thinking about Jiro. And right. basically like, man, it'd be really nice if I had control of my own storyline instead of the men around me. She does specifically remember the part where he said, if the answer's no, just take the ring off. And she's like, Huh. And like, well, Chris, yeah. if you remember, she's not the one that takes the ring off. Oh, yeah, I suppose that's true. I she can't. <sighs> Only a man can take that off. 
Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, let's keep going. So, uh, this episode, Atoya gets scammed, and it's great. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good, honestly. Because this, this woman from Atoya's past is pulling the scam of, Oh, Atoya. Oh, it's so terrible. My brother, he's he's working, but but he got injured, and he can't work anymore, and he's going to lose his job. So if you could just go in and work for him and give me give us the money that'd be great. And I'm like, okay, uh Kiva writer dude, this is exactly what happened with Kengo a few episodes ago. Why are you obsessed with people getting scammed like this? Because this time he's he's it's I don't even want to finish it. that sentence. I hate I hate it. Uh, though, this is more amusing than the last time, because, uh, Atoya sucks, and it deserves it. I mean, he does, like, at the end of it, when he's finished getting scammed, he's just like, well, I'm glad her brother wasn't actually hurt. And he's just being, like, super blasé about it. He's Th- just that, like, that is actually a genuine, it's one of the genuinely cool moments he has, where he's like, oh, that's fine then. I'm glad her brother wasn't hurt. Like, eh. Kind of fun. But like the way he says it, like he's also just like visibly hurt, and he's like, "But <laughs> I, my choices have been made." Yeah. Yep. He's like, uh, "This is me now. There's no point in trying to not be me." Then we get to see uh, Kengo coming up to Nago and be like, "Hey, guy, how was that payment, huh? What are you talking about? The dating party wasn't that great. Uh, just attending that dirtied my soul. It was the worst <laughs> fucking thing ever." Then the girl that became obsessed with Nago runs in from off screen and is like, hey! Which is real good. <laughs> and you're the best, Nago. Hey! Nago's response is, oh man, fuck this. Oh god. And he just runs away. He's like, I was trying to forget about you! And then runs off. Right. Yeah. And I think that's uh, like th- all we see of Nago this episode, so it's great. Oh yeah, that's why this is better. This is a better episode. Uh, yeah, Kengo is, of course, like, well, hey, Wataru, did you find anyone you liked? And Wataru is, of course, like, no, man, I was, like, way too shy. But did you? Oh, man. Oh, man, did you see that waitress? Oh, man, the way she was fucking up was so cute. Is the best. She's so hot. <laughs> uh, which, I, I agree. She was clearly the cutest of the yeah, things. She was very cute, but it's like... I like seeing her mess up. That's cute. <laughs> Kengo, okay, K- uh... K- Kengo did not say that. For the record. No. His flashback not... is of her spilling that uh, cute, thick cute, white liquid clumsy all over waitress. I, I think You missed my cum joke, Evan. Jeez. You're Sorry. stepping all over my cum jokes. No. That's uh, fine. I, fine. I, we I... didn't even need the cum jokes. That's fine. Okay. I think the point of that is <laughs> when that happened... She leaned over on the table, and he was able to read the name tag. That was the thing of note there. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but not your guys' sick fantasies. <laughs> I mean, she does spill thick white liquid all over Nago and Wataru. Yeah. So. Uh, then Wataru is in the bath talking with Kavat, and Kavat's like, "Hey, Wataru, you should totally hey, you date should go, her. You should go for that girl." Wataru was like, "No, shut up, <laughs> shut up, no." <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to put this bucket over you so you can't get out. Then we get to watch uh, Kengo attempt to woo Mio. By serving her vastly too much food. 
it is very obvious that he has invited her on this date and she is too nice to say no and she is very blatantly not enjoying herself but is way too nice to say anything about it yeah. right uh, kengo is t- he's a lot and she is not an a lot person she's she's a moderated person yeah uh, then this is interspersed with Jiro taking Yuri to the Fangire shop and is like, hey girl, if we're getting married, you gotta look good. So choose something, I'll buy it. And it's... Yuri looks at one of the jackets and it's 250,000 yen. So expensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we get to see Atoya... Um, having gotten the money for the the woman, he's like, all right, so is that enough? Can I have my kiss? And she's like, oh. She's counting. And then and she's counting. when she like, finishes, oh, she's like, oh, actually, the tailbone just broke. He, 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 his, his leg healed, but he fell over again, and now his tailbone is broken. And oh, oh, it's, oh, crocodile tears. Oh, it's the worst. It's so great. he's like, oh, man. Breaking your tailbone is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to the future where Atoya is, or no, not Atoya. Wataru is in Mald- Cafe Maldemur with Megumi and Mio, and Megumi's like, "Well, Mio, I guess I, you didn't seem to like those dates, but hey, what if you, what if you dated this little guy right here? You two are very, very similar. That'd be a good idea, huh?" Megumi, Megumi has put like the two and two together and is like, wait a second. <laughs> you guys seem like you're uh, being written to be interested in each other. But, but as did we mention she... the waitress's name is Mio, by the way? I don't yes, know if he's actually. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, then, as Megumi is explaining it, Kango comes in and is like, gives this expression and even's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> what, what, what is this? And he's like, dude, are you, are you, are you stepping on my turf? Fuck, man. I thought and we were bros. Mio immediately jumps to it and is like, no, no, I'm sorry. This is me. I just, I can't do it. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, God. And just runs away. Megumi coaxes Wataru to go after her. And he doesn't go until Kengo, being just not mean or a bad guy, just too much at times, goes, yeah, dude, just you, you're the one that's got to go do this. You, you are the man that has to solve this woman's problem this time, because she can't do it herself. Man, like, I was I, mean, I was thinking about how great Kengo was. No, I, I, okay, that is unfair. And that's unfair. You can't do that to Kengo, man. <laughs> if Kengo. I were being nice, I would I would assume that he has seen that she has similar personal conflicts to Ataru, so thinks that he might be able to better help yeah, her through this I, difficult Yeah, I am time being unfair. <laughs> I am more portraying the other the writer's other problems into this situation right. i mean it's not like kiva doesn't deserve it i mean because, to be fair yeah. if it was any other character you'd be a hundred percent right yeah right uh so yeah wataru goes and is basically talking with this girl he's like yeah no you know everyone can change you you just take some time and they get to see that we're change or if, oh the the tofu guy shows up again and they deny the tofu this time because Wataru grabs her by the arm and drags her away. And oh, 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 no, I'm sorry. I accidentally grabbed you. That's embarrassing. Oh, but it's actually kind of okay. I kind of liked it. Do, do you know Do you know what's a good touch, though? 
but is. Kengo told Wataru that anyone can change. It is. Oh, that's um, cute. But yes, the uh, Mio then asks Wataru, "Hey, Wataru, would you will you go out with me?" So I think it's just, "Hey, you want to go on a date?" I was definitely wondering why. Like, okay, what is this tofu seller dude doing? Like, he's just Selling driving around. Tofu. He's got like a wooden box full yeah. of like. He's literally Water just, he's and, driving and around selling blocks? tofu. Is that a way that you eat tofu? Yeah. Cold tofu? Yeah. It's a thing. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll admit my ignorance here. I did not think that that was actually a way that you would eat tofu. Uh, then another quick scene of, hey, hey, hey guys, remember the fang guy is a thing. Um, then Atoya, uh, gets another money. Gets, gets basically gets two hundred fifty thousand yen to this woman, who is attempt uh, she's attempting to buy the jacket, and she's like, "All right, cool. This is two hundred fifty grand. All right, thanks, Bye. Toya. My my brother's healed. Bye. See you never." And she just runs out the door, and then Yuri comes up and is like, "You dense motherfucker. Let me lay this out for you. She's fucking scamming you. Don't you get it? She doesn't have a hurt brother. What? What?" She lied to me? She lied to me! Well, I'm glad her brother isn't hurt. All right, Atoya, I... Okay. I guess you have to try and show that you're a good person. Well, okay. I mean, in this situation, like... I do feel like Atoya's kind of being the bigger man here. Because he Yuri, is, like, Yuri immediately is like, hey, you idiot, you're being scammed right after he's done being scammed. Yeah, like, it, Yuri, you're being kind of a fuck. If you really cared, you would have told him before he was done being scammed. To, yeah, Atoya chooses to be the bigger man and is just like, well, okay. And then Shima comes in and is like, hey, guys. I, we're a terrible fucking job. We're doing a terrible job. <laughs> hey, uh, we, it's we've super had a obvious lot of these... that that one dress shop is run by a vampire. We should do something about that. They've had a lot of customers be attacked and die. And the toy is like, I'm on it. It's time for me to cross-dress. Yeah. <laughs> Yuri and Atoya both run off. Um, but the woman, the, uh, woman gets back to the luxury shop and oh no the jacket she wanted to buy had already been purchased which now that i think about this how did atoya have that money to do that that's a good question yeah he just had another 250 grand maybe he used company funds maybe the company credit card maybe but yes he's he's got money that's true so then we see the a a woman in a green dress from behind walking down the street and the fan guy comes out and he's like Oh, I see you bought my thing. You're so beautiful. And it's a Toya in drag. <laughs> yeah, and this Fengire is apparently like a turf or just queer phobic in general because he is disgusted and is uh, immediately runs away. So yeah, yeah. fuck that Fengire. Jiro's kind of a dick about it too, actually. Yeah, yeah. I do like that Wataru, like, Wataru in a bit of a falsetto goes, I guess you fell for me, monster guy. It's very fun. <laughs> Oh, I do want to point out this is maybe the only time Yuri has gotten to in a fight, done not awful, and nothing bad happened to her. Yeah. Oh, well, he yeah, does- I guess that's true. The guy doesn't it doesn't run off. He basically says, oh, you bastard. 
you're making a mockery of my clothes. Look, oh, transforms yeah, yeah. and hits him. Look, Yuri uses her whip blade, hits the fangire. Nothing bad happens to her in return. He just yeah, that's true. That that is actually kind of unique. But uh, yeah, then Jiro comes up. Uh, uh, is like I do hey, want to mention I'm... that Atoya looks uh, damn good in those heels. I wish yeah. I could wear heels that well. Atoya looks Atoya <laughs> looks good in that outfit. Yeah, he yeah. looks he looks very good. It is a nice pantsuit. And then Jiro comes up and he's like, "I'm sorry, I got too disgusted by you, so I wouldn't help you." And it's like, "Man, fuck off, you transphobic piece of shit." Yeah, yeah, the fuck, Jiro. Um, Jeez, you're already digging yourself a fucking hole here. Atoya stands up and he's like, "You know, sometimes the feeling of being a woman isn't that bad." He starts playing with himself, like pulling out his fake breasts. Yeah, he was apparently stuffing at the time, so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he just tosses him over his shoulder. It's kind of funny. And uh, Yuri is kind of like, man, he's so dumb. This is cute. He's so dumb. Yeah, there's like a close-up of her smiling, and it's like, oh, conflict. Oh, no. Back uh, in the future, it's now canonical that Wataru is fashionable. Yes, because Wataru <laughs> is... Uh, Mio, instead of asking, like, hey, do you want to go out a date? Well, do you want to go on a date? But also, hey, do you want to come to this luxury clothes shop so you can help me choose something for fashion so that I can feel pretty? Because you're fashionable, and, Wataru. Oh, hey, it's the Fangire shop. I was like, wait a minute. Isn't Wataru, like, totally socially oblivious? How is he fashionable? I mean, have you seen his outfits? I, I mean, he is fashionable, but it made me question, like, why is he fashionable? Uh, they go in and the uh, fangars immediately like, hey, you should try this. Hey, you should try this. Hey, you should try this. But uh, Mio is very pointedly looking at one specific dress until she finally goes, no, I want this! Because Wataru comes up and goes, Mio. You could do it, Mio. Right. Uh, the dress she picked out, uh, I thought it looked kind of cute. Rachel pointed out that it kind of looks like a grandma nighty, which is not entirely inaccurate. A little bit, Yeah. <laughs> It it looks better on her than it does on the rack. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Her her aesthetic is moe, and it's a moe outfit. Yeah, it's then we get this nice cute music, and they get to have they go around, and Wataru buys her a ring and some earrings. Yeah, it's like zero to maybe you should get off the gas pedal there. <laughs> yeah, it's like whoa, hey, slow down, buddy. I actually don't know if. I mean, okay, in, in Western dating culture, buying a ring for somebody is, like, a big step. That's, like, a thing that you don't do unless you're, like, pretty serious. I don't know if it has that context in Japan. I mean, eh. wouldn't it? I mean, there's a thing with Jiro did the wedding ring thing. Right, right. I don't, yeah, but maybe it's not as much of a thing. This ring only goes on her index finger at first until Wataru puts it on her ring finger later, but at the start, it's just on her index finger. We go back and we see, oh yeah, Mio is in a much better mood. She's got her hair up in a ponytail to show off these earrings, and she's very perky at her job. Things are going better. Wataru the other customers and... are all being nice to her today. Yeah, Wataru and Megumi. But then, oh no, she trips, and that was the last straw, and she's now fired. Uh, which I super, like, uh, manager guy, uh, I hate scenes like that. It's non, non, uncompromising management. Yeah. Is not caring about their employees. Um, uh, and apparently she's not having the worst day of her life yet, so she's gonna get eaten by a vampire too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So she runs off. Wataru goes after her. But then, oh no, she got an attack by the Fangaya. Is this the one time they actually saved somebody from being eaten by yes, a Fangaya? Yes, for the, for the first time, somebody is actually not eaten by the Fangaya. I think actually the the archery lady was the first person. Yeah. Oh right! I, I actually I don't think this counts. Why not? Uh, because plot. Oh, is she actually a fangire? Oh or? right! Because okay, yeah, that's true. Because the fangire picks her up and is about to like eat her, but then it zooms in on her face and he goes, "This woman is dot dot dot." And then Kiva comes out. We don't get to actually see. And I, Garrett has implied things. And I'm... Mm. Garrett has no chill about clicking links on the wikis about characters. Oh, okay. I assumed that wasn't super important, but... Yeah. No, it, it is apparently a thing. No, I've determined if it's something that I notice, it's probably important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this fight starts, and it's basically Kiva's able to get in a few hits until the chameleon goes invisible and then does sneak attacks. Up until Kivat's like, oh, hey, that guy is perfect for this. And we call out the Dogon Hammer. Man, the la- Dogon form is, a- is my favorite Kiva form. Yeah. And apparently this is the last time it ever appears. In addition to being able to freeze people with stone, the eye is also su- like gives you true sight or something. Which is yeah, super I'd, cool. I'd say true sight. It's like the... The lens from Zelda. It is. Right. Uh, He opens up the fist, looks through the eye, and he's like, oh, hey, that chameleon's up there on the wall. Let me just chuck my hammer at it. Also my favorite (laughs) thing. Which apparently the hammer is like returns like a boomerang because he just has it again after it looks like it was going to just fly off nowhere. The big fist hammer with the eye in it is just a real good prop, you know? It is. I like it. They should use it more. Then we do a Dogon bite. Destroy the chameleon. And, uh, that's pretty much, that's that. Because then we gotta go back to the past, and Yuri goes, Hey. Hey, Jiro. Now, I know that I'm not supposed to make my own decisions. But I don't want to marry you. Too bad, bitch, you can't take off that ring. And but, you can't. But, is that choice as a fighter or a woman? Oh, that's the worst line. I'm just like... I wasn't going to not bring up the line. It's an awful line. You're the fucking worst, Jiro. Like, Jesus Christ. But she tries to take off the ring, and it can't. Hold on, hold on. I'm not done. Not only only (laughs) is that shitty and sexist, it's also not something you would say to someone who you really cared about. He doesn't. He literally doesn't. He just... the, the, The... end of his attraction is she seems like a strong enough woman to bear my children right right that is the beginning and the end of his attraction if this was like someone he really cared about he would either know how she feels or like actually seem like he cared instead of just you know mocking her for her identity conflict it's 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 literally just hey girl let me smash (laughs) hey hey girl my dog tail is big. Flick. Let me smash. Uh, uh, but yeah, she can't pull the ring off her finger, but Atoya easily pulls it off. Even it, it, it's almost like sense. the ring is too big for her finger now. Right. And he just like, oh man, th- yeah, there's no fate connecting you two. This is bullshit. And throws the ring in the lake, which I love. That is pretty good. 
they pan to Wataru and Mio in the future. It's I'm a like, really good are, cut. Are they going to find the ring? The way they do the pan, it looks like they're about to find the ring, but they don't. But yet, it's a really good like pan to the future. Like Sometimes Kiva does really good cuts. Yeah, and it's also yeah. it's also a good tying together because Mio is also taking off the ring, but she's able to take it off. She takes off the ring and earrings and like sets it on the table. It's like I'm I'm sorry, Watari. Like I believe that people can change, but it's got to be slower than this. And then right. they kind of have they kind of have a soulful stare down. Watari yeah, she, she's like the bad opinions about that. She should think better about herself. And then she's like, you know, actually, I, well, yeah. I think I'm gonna keep the ring. And then yeah. Wataru fucking puts it on her ring finger like he's at proposing to her. Maybe Wataru just fuck? doesn't know how rings work. I totally did not catch that. I thought he was just like, oh, you know, yeah, it, you know. Like, literally, he's doing the thing of like, oh, will you marry me? Yes, and put out the hand. And, oh, I'm just going to slowly slide it on your right ring finger. And we're engaged now. I was just, <laughs> I was just kind I of more of the... As, she says, I'll keep the ring. Wataru picked it out for me after all. And it's no, like her, it's, it's her asking him, like, do you like is, me romantically? It is not the characters saying this. It is the writer going, hey, hey, you notice how he's putting it on a ring finger? Eh? 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 I was more just but, upset that Mio was putting down herself and being like, oh, no, this was superficial, just me changing my outward appearance. I wasn't actually changing myself. And I'm like, that that's kind of... It's kind of rude to yourself. You should not do that. It's fucking yeah, no. You yeah. you live the lie until it becomes truth. I, I was definitely like, well, you know, hey, maybe just one walking on sunshine montage isn't enough to like totally turn your life around. But you know, if she's still uh, gonna keep trying. Then that's cute. Oh boy, are we going to start getting fucking Atoya chasing after Queen in these next episodes? I mean, like <laughs> we know that. Well, they at least bang, because that's how it's hard happened. <laughs> yeah. We already know that. Uh, we still don't know who who uh, Megumi's dad is, so... I, I don't think we're going to get an answer. Uh, yeah, that's Kiva. Uh, I do like how uh, the next episode preview has uh, the queen saying, Punishing those who love humans is my job. Like, ah, dropping that real subtle irony there. As if it wasn't, you know, subtle enough the first time. <laughs> Man. That's uh, fine. She seems cool. Can't wait to see that ruined. <laughs> oh. Oh, Garrett. Man, you're hurting me here. Uh, because I'm right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're probably right. I mean, the consolation prize is that episode 24 has Kiva Emperor form. Sounds cool. I the Kiva props are always great, you know. So there's that. Uh, and I just uh up upward trend. <laughs> For how long, Garrett? Upward trend. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm not sure if we really accomplished our goal. We went like a little shorter than usual on this one, a little so. bit. Yeah, like a, twenty minutes. We're, we're getting yeah. there. We will continue yeah. to work on it. <laughs> I I might just like write some synapses. You know, for if the ep- we wanted to actually be quick, yeah, we could do pre-work, but that's, you know, yeah. I mean, I I don't know how much of that is like I think it's a good idea or how much of it is I've sure been listening to a lot of tying up the defense and that format <laughs> seems to work. Yeah, uh well, Hub's Hub's synapses are really clever. He's just good at that. 
I like how you just implied that I'm not clever. <laughs> I mean, hey, I've never heard you do an episode synopsis before. If you can do it as cleverly as Hub, I'll be impressed. I just want to point out that it was a very backhanded comment. <laughs> and I forgive you, but that's all I got. All right, let's, Jeez, let's try let's to be finish. nice. Oh, yeah. Um, podcast on the internet. That's us uh, at journeythroughthedeckcast.com, where there are links to things such as iTunes, where you can rate and review us. I think the link for Spotify is up there. If not, I'll definitely put it up there because we're on Spotify still. Um, Chris's Twitter is up there. My Twitter is up there. I don't have a Twitter. Evan is the smart one of us and doesn't have a Twitter. Yep. Um, a topical comment about, uh, fuck, what's the name of that Twitter? Team Writer, is that it? I forget what the exact name of it is and I don't have it open. Because that's the thing. Oh. And they were maybe seeing Shout Factory and maybe that means we're getting released stuff. And like, we're getting yeah. like toys and stuff over here. That's super cool. You should check that I out. Were they like a? It seemed like they were maybe a team inside Bluefin or something. Yeah, I think they're. I think they like were a team like from Bluefin, and then since Bluefin's been getting uh, some like figure arts and stuff, and some of the CSM stuff, like you can pre-order the CSM Kiva belt from GameStop. <sighs> what? Right. Yeah, they've been stocking like uh, the model kits of some of the writers in like yeah. uh, Think Geek stores now, so. They're, I guess they're trying to like make a bigger merchandising push into the Western market here, so that's cool. Good yeah, uh, they're also like it, because you know Kiva's bad. They're also doing, I think, the CSM um, double belt. So like that's a good show. David. Um. Oh yeah, double. Yeah, they. I saw the the advertisement for the Cyclone Joker one. Yeah, that's a fun belt. So anyway, but yeah, there was stuff on Twitter where they were Vision Shout Factory earlier in the week and shout factory notably the company that has the sentai rights and have been doing the box sets for sentai so cool. so i'm not saying something's happening but something's probably Something happening anyway with my stalling i have i have come to the conclusion that the twitter handle is at team writer us so uh <laughs> topical comment here yeah um, okay was that it? I think that's it. I think we're good. Um, uh, so what's my sign off for this week? Uh, uh, step on me, mommy. Yeah, sure. We'll just leave it. This <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> there was mommy cake stuff in this episode. You know, hey, look at that. Yeah, I mean, there didn't need to be. <laughs> but there was. Well, Tara knows what he wants. Do not shame him. I mean, this is why we're a passing through podcast, is so we don't have to stay here. <laughs> oh, good night.